Good evening. What a beautiful song. His grace reaches me. Proverbs chapter 4, 3 tonight. Proverbs chapter 3, lesson 4. Proverbs chapter 3, the value and benefit of wisdom and piety. The father continues to make pleas to his son. He makes another plea here. He has made exhortations and pleas to his son, beginning back in chapter 1 and verse number 8, where he says, My son, hear, hear your father's instruction. In verse number 9, he says, Do not forsake your mother's teaching. The word forsake means to leave, to let alone, to lie fallow, to abandon. This may be why parents always sound like they're constantly talking. They're constantly saying, listen to me, listen to me. That's what he's saying. Hear your father's instructions. Don't forsake your mother's teaching. We get to chapter 3, and he makes a new plea. This time he says, my son, do not forget. Do not forget my teaching. Hear them, don't forsake them, and hear, don't forget them. Means to ignore or to wither, to cease to care, to mislay or to be oblivious about, to kind of let it leak out from your memory. The father then talks to his son, and he talks about two choices, and one of them is desirable, but he's continually said this all the way through the book. Back in chapter 1 and verse number 10, he says, don't listen to these people. When they come and they invite, don't listen to them. In verse 15 of that chapter, he says, don't go with them. Don't listen to them, don't go with them. He says that. On the other hand, in chapter 2, he says, treasure my commandments within you. Incline your heart to understanding. Cry out for her. Lift up your voice. Seek her as silver. Search for her as hidden treasures. Do this one. Don't do that one. Here in chapter 3, he says, don't forget my teaching. Well, that's one, but the other option is in verse number 1 as well. But let your heart keep my commandments. He keeps saying the same thing, just in different ways. Don't do this, do this. Don't listen to them, listen to me. Don't follow them, follow me. Don't forsake your mother's teaching. Don't forget them. Let your heart keep them, to guard them, to protect them, to maintain them. He then is going to set before his son what the Bible always does, blessings and cursing. This is chapter 3, verses 2 through 4, and that's as far as we'll go tonight. <laughs> the choices are not plenteous. The outcomes are not numerous. God has designed the world in such a way, it seems at least to me, for simplicity's sake. God does not want us confused. God does not want us to misunderstand. He's designed the world in such a way that there are two choices and there are two outcomes. 
In fact, life never gets any more complicated than that. Two choices, two outcomes. It's stated over and over and over again. Notice with me Deuteronomy chapter 30. Moses says to the nation of Israel largely these same two things. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, beginning in verse number 15, Moses, nearing the end of his time with them, says in verse number 15, beginning, See, I have set before you today life and prosperity and death and adversity. Life and blessing, death and cursing. Two choices, two outcomes. He says, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgments, that you may live. Multiply that the Lord your God may bless you in the land where you are entering to possess it. But if your heart turns away, and if you will not obey but are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess it. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. Life never gets any more complicated than two choices. It never gets any more complicated than two outcomes. Joshua, near the end of his time with Israel, would say nearly the exact same thing in Joshua 24, verses 19 to 28. Jesus will offer the same options. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse number 30, Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me scatters abroad. In John 12 and verse 48, Jesus said, he that rejected me and receiveth not my words has one that judgeth him. The words that I've spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. The blessings from this father to his son have been enumerated. How will the son get the blessing? He said it over and over and over again. The blessings will come from listening to my words, not forsaking the commandments of your mother, not going with them, not becoming one of them, where will the blessings come from? You will receive my words. You will treasure them in your heart. You will make your ear attentive. You cry out for wisdom. He's expressed it over and over again. Chapter 2 and verse number 5. What will happen if you choose God? Chapter 2 and verse 5 says, Then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. Chapter 2 and verse 9, he says, Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good course. Chapter 2 and verse 20, he says, So you will walk in the way of good men and keep to the paths of righteousness. The blessings continue in chapter 3 in verse 2, 3, and 4. What will happen if you choose God's way? What if you happen, son, if you don't forget my teaching, if you let them sink down into your hearts and you keep my commandments? 
Four things he says in chapters 3, verses 2, 3, and 4. He says, number one, for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find good favor and understanding with God and man. What will you have if you follow my words, son? The first thing he says is length of days. Let me ask you this. How important is that? Length of days. We talked Wednesday night about what Scripture says in some passages about how short life is, and so it's interesting that in light of the brevity of life, that Scripture would also then say you could affect it, that you could actually add time to your life. Now, the reality is it could also be shortened, and that by a variety of things, many of which are completely out of your control. You could get sick. There are other people who could make choices that shorten your life. Doesn't all of our hearts break every time we hear the words? Every time we hear a public area of people and someone decided to harm them? Every time we turn on the news, you know why those people's lives, some of them were shortened? Because somebody else made a decision. The choices of others could actually shorten our days here. And then there are accidents, and then there are natural disasters. There are any number of things that could happen in one's life to shorten our days. But that's not what the father is talking about. The father is saying to his son, you actually can lengthen your days, and you can shorten your days. How could he do that? Go back to chapter 1. Look again at verse number 8. Hear, my son, your father's instruction. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are graceful wheat to your head, ornaments about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Why not? Don't go with them. What will happen? Slide down to verse 18 and look what he says. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush their own lives. Hardly a generation passes where somebody doesn't know somebody who ambushed their own life. Son, if you listen to my words, if you follow my instruction, if you allow your heart to keep my commandments, what will happen? Length of days and years of life. What else will one have, he says, peace, peace. You bind them around your neck, you write them on the table of your heart, he says, they will give you peace. They will add to you. Peace of mind. You know, a person could have a long life and not have peace. You know, the blessing of a long life is nice. I suppose if we were choosing, we would rather choose that than not. But that alone, what if you had a long life and you lived in turmoil? What if you had a long life but it was miserable? You could suffer from your own decisions and live a long life with remorse and guilt and sadness and loneliness. A long life alone? Miserable. 
well, that's just not that great. But what if you could have a long life and peace? Now, that's a blessing. But that's not all. He says, not only will you have a long life, not only will you have peace, but in that long life, favor with God and man. Oh, how great is a long life lived with peace. Oh, that's good. That's real good. Could it get better? Absolutely. Because a long life lived with peace and a good understanding, a good relationship with God and, oh, you can't do better than that. You can't do better than that. That's how you live a long life. How do you get it? Go back up to verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your hearts keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, and so you will find favor and good understanding, good repute with God and man. You'll want to see Luke 2.52 because that largely describes our Lord's life. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. What are some lessons we can learn? The world tirelessly tries to convince us that there are many options in our sojourn here. And the reality is, there is not. There is life and death. There is blessing and cursing. But please don't just wait for eternity to figure that out. Because the Proverbs writer is dealing with wisdom in this life. Life will be difficult, even destructive, for those who reject God's wisdom. On the other hand, life will be secure and peaceful for those who seek God's wisdom. Look at again some things the Father has said in these first few chapters concerning those two thoughts. Look back at 1, 18 and 19 and see both sides. He says, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who gains by violence. It takes away the life of its possessor. But in the same chapter, verse 32 and verse 33, he says, for the waywardness of the naive will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. In chapter 2, he says it again, verse 21 and verse 22, for the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. Life and death, blessing and cursing. Life doesn't get any more complicated than two choices. and Life doesn't get any more complicated than two outcomes. And God in his grace and mercy explains and reveals both. You know, if we fast forward it over to the New Testament, we would listen to our Lord say, there are two ways and two gates and two destinations. There is the broad gate and the 
the narrow gate or the straight gate. There's the, the straight way and the, the narrow way and the broad way, and one leads to life and one leads to destruction. Reading this material again and restudying it really gives me a great appreciation for parents. And so let me just commend those and shout out to fathers and mothers who are listening to God's wisdom and teaching it to their children. There is no greater blessing to children than a man who loves the Lord and lives for him, who marries a woman who loves the Lord and lives for him, who love each other with the love of God, who then have children, and they share their love for God and each other with their children. Individuals who help each other and love each other and help one another stay faithful and then model God before their children, showing them God's love and their love for each other, who then teach their children God and prayerfully get to live long enough to watch their children grow up and do the same thing for another generation. This is the thing God put man on earth to do. This is the thing that blesses every member of a family with the love of heaven. That imitates God's love for his people and fulfills the purpose of our being here. Acts chapter 17 and verse 27 says that they should seek the Lord and feel after him and find him. Compare and combine that with Deuteronomy 6. Put these words in your heart and teach them to your children. That's the purpose. God's love, and since God is love, he so loved the world, he commended his love. When we do the same, we imitate God. When a man and a woman love God and each other and they love their children, they trust God, acknowledge God, imitate God, they bless the world. There is nothing better we can give our children than a correct knowledge of God. And may God bless the parents who are doing it. Further, may God strengthen and be with the ones who didn't, but are trying to make it better. And further still, may God bless the grandparents who have been given another chance to repeat the same. When you get near the end of your life, what do you want said about you? What is it that you think could possibly be the best thing anybody could say? It would probably come from your children who would say, thank you for giving me God. And though we will have and suffer greatly at your loss, mom or dad, but because of your decisions, we're going to see you again in heaven. And please know that I'm going to do for my children what you did for me. And I pray I get to see theirs and theirs and theirs, and we will help populate heaven. You cannot do better than that. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. It is among the greatest blessings that anybody can do with their life not a Christian tonight, we beg you to become one. We beg you to give your life to God. You know, the reality is it's never too late. If you are alive, you have time, you have a chance. 
It's never too late to turn your family to God either. Maybe you didn't do it right. Maybe you're sorry and sorry upon sorry. This would be the time. Give your life to God and then do the very best you can in time you have remaining to turn your family to God. A greater blessing could not be had. Would you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Would you change your heart and your mind? Would you repent? Would you confess the name of our Lord and be buried with him in baptism? Let God, through Jesus, forgive your sins. Put these words in your heart and then teach them diligently to your children. If you are a young person, please heed the Father's words. Listen to the mother's instructions and they will absolutely bless your life. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to come as we stand and as we sing.